Hey, Guilty Movie Pleasure fans. If you've been patiently waiting for us to cover a cult classic hilarious comedy, we regret to inform you that instead we chose this Ryan Reynolds classic? Waiting? Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. Yeah! Guilty Movie Pleasure fans! Welcome back. Welcome back. We've been here two weeks in a row now. That's a record. That's a record for recently. World record. World record. Two weeks in a row. Uh, hey everybody, I'm your host, Ben Begley, and with me as always... Jesse McIntosh. Yes, yes, and we lost a, a potential new fan last week. We did. Uh, not to uh, uh, not to any kind of, like, he's still on this planet as far as I know. Um, uh, yeah, I haven't done I can't any further investigation. I can't prove otherwise. Yeah. But uh, I just I just like to say shout out to our troll from last week. Sure. Yeah, we appreciate you tuning in. Hope you're back. Who <laughs> immediately we said that uh, I, I looked like a forty something tool bag who was trying to be a teenager, and that he shut it off when I did the DJ joke. And we're not real critics. I never claimed to be a real critic. Never in my life. Never. I, I listen. I've never claimed to be a real anything. Me neither. I'm I'm a real human, and that's all I would hey. assert. You know what? If I'm if I look forties, that may actually up my castability. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> take you out of that gray zone. So I'm gonna age. Yeah. I'm gonna age myself up. So what you did, sir, is you helped me out. I appreciate that. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, also, shout out to I believe Dan who came to our defense. Yeah, Dan came thread. to our defense. It was we like, how about you stop you being an much? asshole? And yeah. I was like, yeah, Dan. Yeah, there you go. Here's how. Just before we get into the the movie, since I can't wait to talk about this piece of work um how do you react to troll comments i'm curious because some people react differently my process it's like the seven stages of grief with me but it's like the seven stages of trolling where when i first read it i'm like oh hey funny we got a troll mm-hmm. and then i read it once i'm like yeah 40s that was kind of eh, ah, whatever and then i started thinking about it more and i'm like that's kind of a note. Like then, instead of being offended by it or anything, I just kind of try to picture who this person is, yeah. and what mental state they were in when they were like just rolling through things, and then I try and like visualize who they are as a person. And I imagine this person's like maybe thirteen, fourteen. That's why he thinks I'm forty. Because when you're right. a teenager, you think anyone is like, dude, you're old. Yeah. Or I just my, having my daughter has just aged me. Well, I mean, one of the two. I was trying to I was trying to age him based on the use of the word tool bag, yeah. which yeah. Uh, you don't hear in everyday conversation. And then I often. try and figure out a uh, uh, a clever response back that's kind of an f you, but in a jovial way, not in a hey, you got to me. Even though maybe you did a little bit, yeah. if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, it's impossible not to be affected by that sort of thing. I, just like, come on! Yeah, but also, like... And I feel the same way about people who comment stuff like that as people who, like, thumbs down on our video. Like, like what? what what's going on in your life that you... <laughs> You feel the need to like I've never thumbs th- down a video I've on YouTube. I've never thumbs down a single yeah. YouTube video. Unless it's like gruesome or offensive or like something yeah. that wasn't labeled appropriately and like you need to warn people, maybe don't see this if you're queasy. Then like I think you report that. Yeah, thing. right. There's like <laughs> I like that you're still like, I don't even report it. I just thumbs I down thumbs it. down it because I want You're them, the biggest anti troll out there. I want there. them to know how I feel. I don't care if the admins do. You're right. That's all it is. See? But yeah, like there's no, there, like I just don't know what goes through the mind of someone who's like dislike, 
Like, okay, just keep it to yourself. Like, no one actually cares what you think, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. if, if you don't like us, then that's fine. Just yeah. maybe, you know, you did the right thing. You stopped watching. So exactly. great. I also don't um, expect anyone to care what I think either. Sure. If you like what I think, watch it. If you don't, I don't care. Yeah, we're always here to engage in friendly conversation, and we yeah. do for the most it's just part so funny. as best we can. And if you have something negative to say, then... Um, I think it's more of a reflection on you, but like it's definitely it's it's definitely impossible not to like be affected when yeah. someone is like personally insulting towards you. Yeah. Um, it was worse when I used to do stand up. Yeah, the comments on like my old stand up videos. Well, one of them was hilarious because they showed like I had like a fifteen minute set and they showed the first few minutes and then the end mm. and. I get sweaty because I'm pretty. I was pretty physical back in the day. That was back in my like kind of mimicking Dane Cook days. Yeah, you know, you like twelve also, years ago. You were doing stand up on a jungle gym, which was like <laughs> yeah, that's part it of was it. A choice. It was for a sure. choice. Yeah, you know, some people are prop comics. I'm a yeah. jungle gym comic. <laughs> but I remember somebody was like, "Dude, this guy's disgusting. He got he's so sweaty." And I'm like, "No, they cut out like twelve minutes of the set, like." Right. I promise I don't just sweat instantly. Right, and also like... <laughs> and you want to explain, but then you feel like a weirdo going in a... I don't have a glandular issue, okay? It's so it's very hot under those lights. But like, okay, fine. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And like, props to you for making the observation that yeah. all of us made silently. Like, no one else was like, oh, I saw that thing that everyone else saw, but I first wanted to say it. Like, who cares? Yeah. Who honestly cares? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, there's always going to be someone who uh, feels <laughs> like wants to feel important enough that their voice is heard yeah. and whatever. The only person whatever. I troll is the president of the United States right now. Well, because he, he he's trolls, the biggest troll he, on planet yeah, Earth. He, he, he asks for it. Yeah. And I troll him because uh, our taxpayer, our taxpayer dollars are going towards paying him. So mm. he deserves to know when he's an asshat, which is. Minute by minute, almost. Yeah, but anyways, I don't pay taxes. <laughs> I was thinking about that. What if we all just like didn't pay taxes? Yeah. And we're like, screw you! You can't put us all in jail. Right. Impossible. Anyways, I guess we should talk about waiting the movie. Sure. Waiting. So let's let's talk about how this this came to pass as a as a movie for today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Usually, I oh wait, I didn't. Yeah, I guess you you kind of explain to me how you feel about how your process of dealing with trolls. You you take it and then oh you, yeah. yeah, you know I I read it um, enough times to the point where I'm like I'm I have like desensitized myself to my own anger because I don't want to like and then you because you always come up with really funny rebuttals. well yeah I just don't want to be like don't want to meet that my, amount of animosity with animosity because it's like now we're just going to get in a yelling war my instant reaction is to be like f off yeah right. oh, wait, uh, delete 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 right I don't want to uh, you know like if they're coming at me then I'm already in a position of like not uh like in my own head but i'm already in a superior position because like they're coming from underneath mm -hmm. right so i don't want to like go down and meet them there so i read it enough to just like get myself at ease and a little bit of yeah. peace of mind and then you go and then i, I respond with funny. a clear head yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's just the biggest thing i think it, nowadays just in fandom in general and i noticed this with like um my buddies who over at collider and schmoes knows who do like the schmodown and stuff like that. Like people mm. just rip into them and and it's like it became so cool to hate everything. Yeah. Like Star Wars fans now, like I love Last Jedi and I had a very actually constructive back and forth with somebody who hated it. And by the end we both like were respectfully acknowledging each other's opinions instead of just dumping on each other and, and our views. And I think that there's 
there needs to be more conversation in fandom. Now it's just like, I hate DC. Yeah, well, Marvel's for kids. DC's mature. And it's like, well, DC just kind of sucks. And no, Marvel sucks. And it's like, just... If, if one movie succeeds, all fandom succeeds. Like, they're just going to make more of our movies, uh, nerd movies, if they do well. So yeah. let's just root for each other. Yeah, and... But We're all I'm, on the same nerd team. I mean, even even what you're talking about is, like, a, like personal artistic preference. Like, mm-hmm. people are people are making stuff, and, you know, there's always going to... When you make something, there's always going to be a segment of population who either likes it or doesn't like it. And yeah. However big or small that is, doesn't matter. But um, what when people are like personally being personally offensive, then that's where you're like, okay, you you're not interested in discourse. You yeah. you just want to like be the guy that people are reacting to. Yeah. Versus like it's a lot of trigger uh, people that like yeah. to trigger others. Anyway, yeah, so hey, so, what we're, uh, the big message? The more you know here at Guilty Movie Pleasures is let's all just try and be a little bit more constructive with each other. Yeah. Although yeah. I will say, if I meet a troll on the street, I will fight them. <laughs> Specifically, a real, <laughs> a not real an internet troll. troll. Right? No, that's what I mean. If I go to a bridge and there's a troll, and there's underneath. a troll trying to give me a riddle. But what, like, if, <laughs> but what if the troll's very friendly and just wants to give you a doesn't friendly matter. riddle? Doesn't matter. I'm, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you are a thing of fiction, I have, sir. I have a lot of hate in my heart. <laughs> Anyway, Steve, Steve's in the booth going, are they ever going to talk about this movie? No, not today. Uh, so waiting. How this came about is sometimes I, I, I feel like uh, I in the past have like shoved movies on you mm-hmm. and and you haven't liked some of them. Yes. Most of them you like, but yes. there have been quite a few that uh, you're like, Ugh. and so I was like, hey, Jesse, well, I, we didn't pick this till like yesterday, I don't think. Yeah, either. this, so um, here, here And I was actually... like, throw out a list. So I'm thinking by, mind you, that this list Jesse sent me is, is a list of like his favorites. Right. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> Here, here was the process that we went through because Ben had a very busy week. Yeah. Um, so usually around Sunday. I was actually working for once. Yeah. Usually around Sunday, we start a conversation of like, what do you think you want to do this week? Because Monday and Tuesday, I'll find some time to throw it on one of those two days. Um, but we didn't have that conversation this Sunday. So when I woke up on Monday, I texted Ben, was like, hey, what do you think about this week? I didn't hear from him. And so Monday night, I was like, hey, what do you think about this week? And then Tuesday morning. <laughs> Oh, I no. got it. No, no, I was no. the worst. No, no, you were busy. Um, <laughs> Tuesday morning, I got a text from Ben, and it was like, "I'm on set all day. Um, let's try and do maybe not like a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. Let's do a shorter one, so we're both like fully available to absorb it and watch it." And so what I did, I is, didn't know this, is I looked through all the streaming options. And I made a list of films that I thought could qualify as guilty movie pleasures that were an hour and a half and under. And I sent him that list. And here I thought, oh man, Jesse really wants to do Swim Fan or no. Waiting. Red or Eye. Red vacancy. Eye. Vacancy. And I was like, huh. Phone Booth. Phone like, Booth, I actually like, I went through a Phone Booth phase where I was like really Phone Booth, into phone I actually booth. think it's kind of awesome. It's when, when I saw it, it was awesome. I don't know if it is now. It's not. So I chose, <laughs> and I had said like, oh, let's do maybe Cool World because Happy Time Murders came out and I saw it and I thought Happy Time Murders was actually kind of fun. It wasn't great, but it was mm-hmm. ridiculous. And you were like, eh, I don't know, no one's ever heard of Cool World. And I'm like, I think it'd be fun, but then we may have dodged a bullet with that one, maybe. I yeah, don't know. I don't, well, okay. And I said Sausage Party, right. but then that got kind of like 75%, so. Yeah, I think people liked Sausage yeah. Party. Yeah, um, so then we picked Waiting. But so we picked Waiting. <laughs> Had you ever seen this movie before? I've, so, okay. I saw it pretty close to when it came out. Yeah, so did I. Um, I saw it in theaters. Really? 
Yeah. I saw it on video, but it was pretty close to when it came out. And I... Please, you go first. Have Okay. I've worked in some capacity in the restaurant industry for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw this movie, and uh, I did not remember whether or not I thought it was funny. What I remembered when I came away from it was this is not what working in a restaurant is like. Not at all. And the, uh, Like maybe 15% of it. Tiny, tiny percent of it. But the reaction that I've heard over the past 10 years from my friends who are in restaurants is this is exactly what it's like to work in the restaurant industry. Which is horrifying. Which is so weird because I've ne- – like like I said, I've been – I've worked in all capacities in all kinds of restaurants um, and I've never, ever, ever – ever experienced 85% of what goes on in did, this movie. Did any of the chefs do weird, gross things like the testicle thing? None of them. And what's the weirdest thing anybody's done to an order? From, did anybody do anything to a, a crappy customer's order? The, weir- the only time mm-hmm. any I've ever seen any employee or even heard anecdotally about an employee doing something to a terrible guest's order was we had someone who, a long time ago, who had come into the restaurant. He barely spoke English. He brought a shopping bag full of empty two-liter bottles. He would order a pitcher of Diet Coke, no ice, and he would use it to fill up all of his two-liter bottles, and he'd get like three or four refills on the pitcher and just fill up all these bottles. It was about... How much money? Oh, we, we didn't sell pitchers, so it was like we only charged him for one Diet Coke. Because there are free refills on the Diet Coke. So it was like <laughs> so two ninety five or whatever. Right, exactly. But still, a regular two liter is not that expensive. Right. It's less than actually what you're paying for the <laughs> well, one. fresh-ish. But, but I don't... He had literally probably like nine or ten of them. So he would refill all of those with the Diet Coke picture that we gave him. <laughs> and it upset one of my managers. It upset him so much that he took one of the pitchers. He filled it with half a bottle of Tabasco... A couple of different condiments. I just remember the Tabasco because I found that particularly offensive. Because <laughs> he was like, he's not even going to drink this here. Like That's amazing. What What is he going to do? He's going to call back and say, hey, that Diet Coke I stole from you. It was something was wrong with it. So he he like put a bunch of condiments, <laughs> no bodily fluids, only condiments yeah. that we sold at the re- or that we provided at the restaurant. He put all of those into the Diet Coke. We didn't hear from the guy for a week, but yeah. the guy did call back. And he, what he said was, I'll never forget this. He goes, my Diet Coke has been tampered with. (laughs) (laughs) And it was so bold for him to call back and be like, the con I've been running on you guys. Yeah. Now everyone knows that I'm doing it. It's out in the open. We're talking about it. But just so you know, I'm mad about it. Yeah. And so it was a different manager who fielded the phone call. And there was nothing he could do because we couldn't admit to doing anything. But what he did do, he was like come in and we'll buy you something like whatever you want and the guy he came won in, just like in yeah, this movie yeah they they usually win yeah they usually win. customers always win. but so the guy came back and i had to wait on him and he was like i would like a new york steak i would like this is what he said he goes not charred but i want those optically pleasing black squares <laughs> and i was like well that's a char man i don't know like <laughs> 
I don't know how to make that for you. I'm not going to paint it on. Be optically um, pleasing. Yeah, but that's the only time that I've ever seen anyone do anything to an order. I, I have a few, and I'll save them for throughout the show in case we get bored talking about the movie. But the the one, and I won't say the rest of it, but it was back when I was like 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> for legal reasons, though, because it is a chain. Okay. Uh, I won't say it, but... Um, there was a woman who was really, really shitty to my friend um, who was working with me about the pizza uh, that we had sent out and saying, like, I, I ordered tomatoes on this. There's no tomatoes. And so um, I'll never forget it. He chewed up a tomato, spit it out all over the pizza, put it in the oven just enough so they got warm and then set it back, like not so it cooked off his saliva yeah. and then sent it back out. And I remember being like, dude, that's so gross, but yeah. she kind of deserved it. Yeah. But I don't know if everybody who's eating that pizza is as big of a jerk as she is, but I'll never forget just seeing him going like a sprinkler all over that pizza. That's terrible. But it's not near as terrible as what they do in this movie. No. I um. almost threw up. But... I have some other stories that I'll save for it. Yeah. Let's get into the movie more, because uh, I'm sure there's somebody who's a fan of this film. I, I, as I was reading on IMDb and Amazon, people were like, uh, hey, um, oh, this is just like, I knew so many people like this. And I'm like, I, what are, can, What I want to do is respond to each of those people. What restaurant did you work at so I never go there yeah, again? Yeah, it's actually like, I feel like this movie either like promoted that out of people, or yeah. it made people afraid of their experience and like super on edge about things. Yeah. Like I've had people really since this movie came out complain about food and then be like, I, but I don't want you to make something else because I know what's going to happen to it. And I had to be like, I, that's yeah. not what's going to happen to it. I can guarantee it. Yeah. I promise you. I know that there's like, you don't believe me right now because yeah. you're being kind of a crappy person, but like, I would never do that. You yeah. pay me, you give me money. Why would I do that to you? Because of this movie. Yeah. I do want to say one thing that I promised Steve, we're going to go to the plot in three minutes. Uh, Renee and I were out at this wine bar, this really nice wine bar in town. Mm. And they had this, this chicken that just sounded like normal chicken. And this just shows how on edge we are as customers. Yeah. And it comes out, and I'm eating, I had like a, I don't know, whatever I, I had, but I start smelling something, and Renee's getting a weird face, and I'm like, what is that smell? And she's like, it's my chicken. And I'm like, that smells like a garbage can's opened up. Like, it was just really this pungent kind of like a jus sauce on it, and it reeked, and we figured out that it was mainly the skin, so I tore off the skin and put that in a napkin. But the napkin was still smelling so bad that I walked to the restroom. I went in the stall, and there's a dude in there, and I thought I heard him leave, but he didn't. And I just plopped the (laughs) the chicken skin in there, and this awful stench fills the bathroom, and then I flush it and walk right out. And the guy's kind of looking at me weird like, what did you just do in there that A, required no toilet paper, B, required three seconds, but C, unleashed the stenches of hell in this place? And I'm just like... Uh, and I, I'm like, I don't know how to explain this. Then I go back and we sit down and finally after Renee's eaten like half of it, she's like, I can't, I can't do this. It's right. making me want to gag. We tell the waiter, we're like, we're so sorry. This is just, we don't need anything else. It's just real bad. And he's like, okay. And he goes and tells the chef and the chef comes out and you can tell he's looking over like, 
what did like yelling and stuff and mad and I know what the chef is thinking like she she ate all the skin who eats all the skin what a weirdo Uh of course it was strong she ate all the and we're like no 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 how do but at that point point, does it add insult to injury if I'm like hey uh, actually I flushed the skin from the chicken down the toilet because it was making me nauseous yeah because I had it down by my feet right and it was wafting up that much it was ridiculous and needless to say we never went back i can't imagine they took it off our bill and everything they were very pleasant about it but we felt so awkward after that we were like and now we just call it the place with the stink chicken so all right now we're gonna do the plot in three minutes i promise steve are you asleep in there it was so bad, and it was a really fancy, nice place, and the chicken sounded normal. I, I have the a, chicken sounded normal. It's in, no. like the like on the menu. It was just like rotisserie chicken or oh, something like oh, super how it was normal. Served, I got you. Yeah. Where we were like, oh, this will just be standard, like with spices. Yeah, <laughs> it tasted like it had turned. Well, that was that, that was one of the that was one of the part of the fifteen percent that rang true yeah. was in the like pre shift meeting when the manager was like, and push that fish, it's about to turn. That was really funny. It's like that's great. If anything's on special ever, don't get it. Don't ever get it. It's, <laughs> it's special for a reason. Just like the grocery store, anything on clearance, yeah. eat that. Eat that in a day. Yeah. All right, we're gonna do this plot in under three minutes, and I use the term plot as loosely as I think I've ever used yes. it on this show. Hey, you ready? Yes, sir. All right, perfect. Here we go five, four, three, two. One, go. Okay, so we open up with this random party scene where there's not even really dialogue. It's just like people yell random things, and then Luis Guzman talks about how the party's so great he's going to put his dick in a mashed potatoes. This show's going to be explicit. It's fine. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we go from there. We go to the restaurant where uh, they're setting up shenanigans, and, uh, and, and Monty, Ryan Reynolds' character, is hitting on the hostess, and she's underage. And then... Um, that we meet all the people in the back, and we meet Bishop, who's it's he's talking about uh, uh, the other guy's voice time. He always says voice, really, really weird, weird accent. Of we're, we're meeting Mitch, and it's his first time there, and he's being taken around by Ryan Reynolds. Louise Guzman's super hot girlfriend is mad because all he wants to do is bang her. And there's two gangster kids, a lesbian bartender played by Emmanuel Cherqui, mm. and uh, uh, Calvin is a nerd who can't pee and is calling his ex. And so far, we're 16 minutes in, and most of the jokes have been about balls. There, are, And they will continue to be about balls yes. as we move through. So Ryan Reynolds is training this guy, yeah. but really all he's training him on is the game where they show each other their nuts and dick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mainly balls. Yeah. Ball skin. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, and then Justin Long is going through this, like... Crisis. Ex- yeah. Existential crisis about, like, what is going on with my life, but it's brought upon by someone he went to high school with Getting got an electrical engineering degree <laughs> <laughs> and he like all of a sudden doesn't know what he's doing like like as if he didn't realize that four years after he graduated high school other people would be graduating college um but so he's going through this thing and, that's like, the biggest conflict he, yeah he doesn't know how to define his relationship with the girl that he's kind of seeing yeah um caitlin doubleday very yeah, sweet person yeah actually. and then uh <laughs> and then i guess the dinner rush starts and <laughs> sure they i mean they spend a lot of time just like sitting around during business hours like yeah. having life discussions and having arguments about ryan reynolds and uh, God, uh, what's her name, and how he was bad at sex, sex with, with her with with uh, uh, whatever Anna Faris's Anna character's Faris, name you, yeah. is, and you think that they're going to be a will they won't they, but then they're they're just a won't they're they. just a won't they. Uh, and then oh my God, uh, G McBride, aka uh, the foist cook, uh, the dishwasher, he mm-hmm. calls out the. 
the rapper kids, uh, Andy Milanakis and the other dude, as being one-dimensional, which feels like the writer's being clever, but yeah. really he's just being lazy. Uh, and then Naomi goes off on him, and oh my god, there's a random dream sequence uh, where with them lighting the, the the owner on fire. Then there's a whole thing of like, okay, this is... I think there's another rush or something. I don't know, but basically... Jesus, eventually Mitch goes off on everybody at a party and yeah, they think he's and awesome. Justin, and Long, Justin, Justin Long, Long decides not to take the assistant manager position. Yeah. In fact, he quits the restaurant. We're not really sure what he's going to do next. And David Keckner goes to the wrong house. <laughs> it's no plot. No plot. Here's the thing. Yes, tell us the thing. Oh, my God. The, I can see, like, I can see where... If dick and fart humor is your thing, then this movie's right up your alley. Maybe most of it's heavy on the maybe the the first. Uh, maybe maybe I like vulgar humor. Like I said, I even thought Happy Time Murders was funny, and it's pretty damn vulgar. But this movie, um, it just hammers the same kind of joke over and over. Yeah, and there's no characters to latch onto that I care about. Even like you said, Justin Long, you're just like who who cares? You know, I don't right. and. And he, his resolution at the end, I love it when Monty's like, so what are you going to do now? And he's like, something, I guess. I don't know. And yeah. it's like, what? What? Oh, so you still have no goals. <laughs> Nobody learns anything by the end of this no. movie. But I get that this this movie, I forgot how many, this happens anytime there's a, uh, a quote unquote revolutionary movie that comes out, like Clerks uh-huh. or a lot of uh, Richard Linklater stuff like with Slacker and Dazed and Confused and things like that, where they're kind of meandery comedies that are just slice of life clerks if you rewatch clerks it's a great film but it's a great film because of the writing mm-hmm. it's shot very like, much like a student film 60 millimeter film black and white and the actors are all pretty rough around the edges cuz most of them had never really acted before they're just kevin smith buddies and then eventually people got better over time but it, it feels like a really really smartly written student film but you could see Kevin Smith's talent through Clerks with the script. And same thing with Mallrats. There's ridiculously vulgar stuff in there. But his his little rants he goes on, and like I'll never forget in Clerks the rant about all the workers that were building the Death Star and when they get blown up, like they were just union workers. <laughs> yeah. And that like there's some brilliance in there. The closest thing this script comes to that is uh, Ryan Reynolds' patriotic rant. And we're going to play that right now just because I'm talking about it. The number three, this is the closest it gets to Kevin Smith territory. And I mean, I mean, like in the same hemisphere of the world, not the same state or city. Sure. You see, I don't I don't work within the exact boundaries of the law because I wasn't consulted when the goddamn laws were made. He's talking about having sex no, with a 17 year old. Nameless, faceless politicians, the so-called protectors of the moral majority decide what is right and what is wrong. I mean, come on. I govern my life around my own personal code of ethics, and I suggest that you do the same. That way, if within the constructs of my own morality, I were to do something that was considered illegal, so be it. I feel no guilt whatsoever. And furthermore, if I were to buckle under the social weight of the system by adhering to laws that I do not truly believe in, then I would be extinguishing the very fire of patriotism and individuality. So, so whew. In a sense, I actually do like this speech. <laughs> by having sex with Natasha, I'd be preserving the rights our forefathers fought and died for. Right? Uh, well, I Bro, guess um, it was a rhetorical question. Okay. <laughs> so, uh... so that's pretty funny, right? I mean, it's also yeah. 
It's also really more like a manifesto of a sociopath. Right. Yeah, they are. I would like to point out. Serial killers could do that same thing. They are still laws. So whether or not you feel like following them, there are consequences for breaking them. It's it's to me, though, that's that's one of the funnier moments where he's justifying having sex with a minor. And this is a part of uh, of the movie that that was rang true for not that I had sex with a minor. Let me, pre- Please clarify. Let me preface this. Yeah. There was, uh, when I worked at another place, there was a girl there who was 17. I was around 22 at the time. There's another guy there who is claimed to be 28, but I think was closer to like 35. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not sure. He, he, he was a nebulous, maybe 40-something. Yeah. <laughs> pretending to be, to be a teenager. Yeah. But he would always joke about hooking up with her and I remember, like, everybody was super weirded out by it, including her. And so it didn't happen. So, yes, I've been in a situation where the 17-year-old about to turn 18 gets hit on, but she did not enjoy it like this one. She, like, f- fans the flames of it. But then again, this guy was no Ryan Reynolds that sure. was hitting on her. Sure, But I just, I'll never remember how, like, I think eventually they just stopped scheduling them together, which you would think the easiest thing would be to fire the fire. one that's hitting on a yeah. minor. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know if it ever went up that far in the chain of, chain of command. I think we were all just like, ah, he's harmless. And now we'd probably be like, oh. Was, was he a manager? No, he was not a manager. Okay, because... Uh, he was just definitely creepy. And he, I remember always being like, he just made you kind of go like this. Like, yeah. just make you squirrel. Yeah, it's actually usually the managers. Is it? That do that, yeah. Because they, they're the ones that hire the hostesses. Yeah. And yeah. usually it's because... Um, they got a little thing for him. And so they'll, in my experience, what will happen is the manager will spend a lot of time at the host stand with them. And then if anyone else goes up to the host stand and be like, hey, how's it going? They'll be like, hey, don't you have something to do? <laughs> <laughs> and it's and such a like, dick swinging move. These aren't be, necessarily minors that they're hiring. Not necessarily. Host, no, but no, the, no. the host is, is usually hired with like attractiveness in mind. Yeah, because like. there are no qualifications. <laughs> like, you don't have to have even job experience no. to be a hostess. You just it's, have to be like, hi, how many? Follow me. Yeah, it's like an entry-level position into an industry that requires no background. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it's really, like, the easiest position yeah. to get into. So, they, it's just whoever they... Like, wh- whoever will show up yeah. is basically what yeah. it is. And, yeah, it's usually a manager uh, hanging out up at the host stand. Now, the question is, in your experience, how many times has the manager actually uh, started dating the hostess? Um, or is it all a swing and a miss, usually? It's usually a swing and a miss. I would imagine it, so. There have been a couple of instances... And but it is that is reflective more of the host than it is of like the manager and what they're trying to do. It's usually just like the host is down for whatever, you know what I mean? Versus like how great the manager is. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. So it's not that the manager is some suave. Very rarely, (laughs) very very rarely. Yeah. See, you're not you're getting a peek into the restaurant industry, everybody. Mm -hmm. So, and now that we're talking about hitting on hostesses, uh, this is one of the the well. First off, the random party scene in the beginning where it just looks like they filmed a rehearsal and then ran out of film, and we're like, ah, yeah. I guess we got it. Yeah. Louise Guzman. Like I said, fuck it. This is going to be explicit because the movie is explicit. Yeah. Louis Guzman, when he says, Oh, man, this party's so good, I could stick my dick in some mashed potatoes. Just, if if you and I are ever at a party, mm. and if I happen to not be in the room when someone says that, yeah. come get me flag so we can leave yeah. uh-huh. and flag that person as a do not invite again. Yes. Because there's so many questions that run through my head. A, how many times are you at a, a beer drinking 
college after restaurant party where mashed potatoes are brought. Sure. Secondly, is this a regular occurrence that he just sticks his dick in in food items at when the party gets amped? And is that something that people look forward to? Or do they try and keep the party at a medium level so that Luis Guzman doesn't start fucking food? Yeah, and does he first, because as we all know, mashed potatoes can be hot, does he <laughs> scoop them and blow them? <laughs> just, or does he, is, the party so, burns? is the party so live that he's just ready to get burnt dick over it? I mean, a lot of questions for Luis Guzman. And that's just the first three minutes of the movie, and already all these questions are rolling yes, through my head. Yes, I will also say, never in my life have I been to a restaurant party where the entire front and back of house restaurant staff show up. Never in my life. Actually, I worked at a place where uh, it was kind of a rowdy place. It'll remain nameless mm-hmm. because so many of my friends know of it yeah. and, and are still friends with me. But um, I'm pretty sure I know of it, too. <laughs> you do. <laughs> and if people have listened long enough, I may have mentioned it on here. Yeah. But we, the whole wait staff, the bartenders, and even sometimes the manager and the chefs, uh, at, the, at the very least, we would hang out in the back parking lot and drink beers afterwards. Uh, we would all have poker nights together. But mm. again, we weren't like having crazy, rowdy, stick your dick in mashed potatoes parties. Right. But it was like getting hammered or going to like a karaoke bar nearby and getting shit faced. And then I-, I remember one time I had a shot of something called liquid cocaine. Oh. And whatever it was at, at Sardos, rest in peace, uh, it got me so messed up that I ended up trying to race cars in the Vons parking lot in a shopping cart. And one of my buddies was like, you're going to injure yourself. Go sleep. And I slept in my van until he was ready to leave. Then he knocked on my van window, and I went and slept on his couch. And I woke up the next morning to him watching reruns of 24, and I was like, this is living. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's always the attitude after those things. It's like, yeah. I, <laughs> and now I, I know how to do it. I solved life. If I did that now, I'd wake up and be like, why did I do that? But then I was like, I'm serious. Because I was such an, I was a very serious student in college. I made her, which is funny because I majored in acting, right? (laughs) Which just turned out to be pretty useless. Um, But, you know, I would really focus on my studies. I would focus on the play that we were rehearsing. Then we cut loose like the end of the play for like one weekend and then back to it. So I feel like when I first moved out here and working at this place, I, I sowed my wild oats and was crazy then. Yeah. And racing cars and shopping carts. Yeah. I was seated, by the way. I, I wasn't standing, but I... <laughs> Steve's like, you haven't even talked about the movie yet. All right, let's play clip number one. This is Monty hitting on the way... Uh, the hostess, Natasha. Yes, I am indeed a pervert. Does that offend you? I believe, actually, that um, that uh, Trump tweeted this out. Uh, yes. Shortly after the the whole allegations about Karen McDougal, and in fact, he meant that to be a text to Melania. Sure. And he accidentally tweeted it out. It's since been deleted, so there's no proof of it. I think he actually. I, you're almost right. I think he meant it to be a tweet or a text to Ivanka. I knew, I knew that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 the tweet literally said, "Yes, I am indeed a pervert." Does that offend you? It does. Yeah. It does a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Hold on. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to break to you. So then, uh, oh God, fine, whatever. Um, I do. The one thing I did notice was Ryan Reynolds. I liked his five o'clock shadow with the full grown soul patch. Yeah, that was very indicative of early two thousands. Late, yeah. It was like the late nineties bad facial hair hangover. Uh, hangover, mm-hmm. uh, which John Travolta has exercised freedom within that in in a lot of his movies. Well, he's a star. <laughs> 
And I'll never forget in Swordfish where he had the one that like went. That was great. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Um, and there's just so many characters that are introduced right away and they're introduced as archetypes and you're like, oh, clearly we're just getting these big, huge intros yeah. to then eventually grow on them. And then you're like, oh, no, no. The personalities we meet right away are just going to get hammered over the head. Yeah. The whole movie. Yeah, because we see them, like, the whole thing takes place in 24 hours. Yeah. And so Justin Long is the only one who they even pretend like is going through an arc. Yeah. Everyone else is just the same the mm-hmm. entire time. Ryan Reynolds kind of makes a decision at the end that he's not going to have sex with a 17-year-old. But he's going to wait a week. He's going to wait one week. He should go with Anna Ferris because they clearly set that up when they have the big blow-up. And he goes, God, I love her. It's like, oh, I would actually like this movie more if those two fell for each other at the end. Right. You know, because that's where it seems like it. Oh, no. No, there's no direction for anything here. Right. Um, so. And then there's also, like, just to go through some of the other characters, the nervous guy. What was the nervous guy's um, name? Um, uh, Calvin. Calvin. Who can't pee because some guy was staring at his dick in the yeah. urinal and smiling. There's a lot of there's homophobic. There's a lot of homophobic Ooh. humor in this. But Calvin, so Calvin's arc um, is not an arc, but Calvin's story is mostly based around he can't pee. And apparently he's whipped by a girl that we never hear from or see. So these were the two things that I was going to mention, is that one, he's lusting after this girl who we never see or hear from, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, there are really no consequences for him with regards to that at all, because we never see her and we never see her react to him. Yeah. Um, and he eventually tries to hit on a girl at the end and fails. Right. And pees himself. Yep. Um, and then the second thing is apparently he wants the assistant manager position. And we only see that for like two seconds when David Koechner walks by and he's like, all right, team, everyone doing a good job. Put that extra in ordinary. Um, yeah. And he has this little like fake rah-rah moment. But the rest of the time, he, yeah. he's like... You could easily just have him going when they're all sitting around talking. You could easily just have him go around being like, "All right, guys, why don't we like find something to do? Why don't we move around? Yeah. Like time, any, any kind of managerial thing, anything at all. Like time to lean, time to clean yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't at all. He really just like stands around sad that he can't pee yeah. in a public restroom." Yeah. But he has committed to working this double, even though he can't pee. So he's basically committed to like Screwed. ten hours a bladder of infection. no pee. Yeah, a bladder infection. Let's be honest. Right. And David Koechner, I think, is the is one of the more true to form characters. Like, yeah, true one, to real life. One of the only grounded characters. Like, yeah, where I believed him, and and I've had managers like him yes. that think that the restaurant is the 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 best place to work at that if you are a manager when he offers that to Justin yeah. Long and he's like this is the greatest this offer this is an exploding offer you know yeah. like, I'm like what yeah exploding he's offer like, he's he's giving it to like uh Ethan Hunt yeah this message will <laughs> self destruct this offer will self destruct by the end of the day yeah. so I like David Koechner in this I think he's funny I love the part where he Calls to have the vehicle towed that parks in there. Because you know there's those kind of managers that are like, hey, hey. Right. And he's probably getting a kickback from the tow company. Right. You know? Yeah. So I thought he was really funny. Then there's uh, Naomi, who could be funny, because I've worked with people like that that are just angry all the time, and the slightest thing sets them off. But then she never gets anything other than just hitting the gas every scene. There's no, like, they had to give her space when they're, again, when they're all sitting around of her just like a relaxed human being so that we can see the difference. And when she is upset, it's funny. Yeah. But if she's just upset all the time, it's not funny. No. And then her, we're just going to go through every character in their build. I think that's the the best way way to do this. Because there's no real plot. So her build goes from being angry to being really angry. 
to being more angry. And in fact, let's play um, let's play the uh, Naomi goes off clip because this is the peak of her anger. Clip number seven. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I think I'd rather you just wash the fucking dishes and shut the fuck up. Fucking psycho babble bullshit asshole. See now, that's. In and of itself, when you hear that, you're like, that's kind of funny. Right. But this is at now the 56-minute mark, and every line she's delivered is that. Yeah. And so she... And clearly this actress, I think, you can tell she's funny and has comedic chops, but I think she was just directed to just go, like, steamroll anger the entire time. Yeah, I mean, that's her intro. She's worked so... She's done a ton of stuff, so it's not just... right. Um, but yeah, that's her intro when she shows up to Ryan Reynolds. Oh, the ending of her side, arc. And she's like, what's that? The ending of her arc. Do you want to? You do it. Well, I don't I, ever I, want to remember it again. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, the beginning when she just goes up to Ryan Reynolds and starts yelling about why there are so many people on the floor and like, who's the idiot that did this? And then, yeah, she never like downshifts from there the closest she comes to downshifting is the beginning of that clip that we just heard where it's like a little bit of a fake out of you know what you're right because he's like hey if you ever need to talk to somebody uh, foist you can talk to me his oist always chi mcbride's awesome too and there's so many that's the thing there's so many talented actors in this cast uh caitlin doubleday is i actually used to go to acting class with her she plays uh justin long's girlfriend in this and mm-hmm. she's super talented mm-hmm. and justin long's really talented brian reynolds you know anna ferris all these people louise guzman chi mcbride like the cast is stacked david keckner it's it should be you see the cover you're like this should be hysterical mm-hmm. and i almost wonder like if this movie was one of those where like everybody was just having so much fun kind of grossing each other out and being goofy on set that that happens a lot where like movies you can tell they had fun making it but it doesn't mean it's fun to watch yeah like baywatch was a movie that you can tell they had a blast making it and i love the rock i've loved almost every movie of his but baywatch i was like this movie's not fun to watch yeah they had a blast i'm not sure i what i would say about um this movie and uh what they did with it if they had just in the very beginning very offhandedly been like yeah we do a thing where we try and get everyone to show each other their nuts um to look at each other's nuts if they just said that in the beginning and then it paid off and then sprinkled it every once in a while someone turns the corner and we see nuts yeah versus like seeing everyone desperately trying to make it happen and having louise guzman go through all the different like variations of nuts that you can see and for the first 16 i texted you last night the first 16 minutes of it Everything other than setting up the characters is about balls and the and the brain, how you squeeze yeah. it to look like a brain, and the bat skin, yeah. how you spread it apart. And then having a whole bit where Luis Guzman goes in to and, where uh, the guy's watching the training video, yeah. and he's just standing there waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and then he bails and the guy comes in. Yeah. It's like, we don't need any of no. that. No. If you had just instead focused on like, like just seeing the character's interacting either with other characters or with the guests like some of their best the moments were that, with the guests yeah the guest stuff i thought was all pretty dead on and and for the most part pretty funny yeah like the the hillbilly dude that's like i'll take a single and a double and what the hell it's our anniversary she can have a coke yeah <laughs> it's like that's funny and yeah. like and when he gets mad 
and, and gets like a free because uh, he comes back and gives him the dollar ninety one tip back. Justin Long gives yeah. the hillbilly the tip, and he's like, "I want a free steak." Like your guy with the diet coke. Right. That stuff's all believable. Even the bitchy woman who's like, "Listen, I said medium rare." Which, by the way, then let's get into that. Yeah, the grossest food moment. Again, this movie takes what could just be funny and relatable and takes it to the degree where you want to throw up. Like the. First off, they they hawk a loogie in. Well, before before we yes, go into please, that, I just want to jump onto the hillbilly. Also, yeah. when they you deliver, jump onto that I just want to jump onto the hillbilly. <laughs> Full stop. Um, <laughs> when they when they deliver his when they deliver his food, and he's like, "What took so long?" And yeah. they're like, "Well, they're well done steaks." <laughs> like those little details yeah. and those small things, like. All the time yes. when people are like, why did this take so long? It's like, well, because you asked us for it to take long. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. We didn't microwave it. Yeah. Um, like those little things are so much more funny than Louise Guzman going through like, this is the brain. This is the bad. And with a raw piece of chicken de- demonstrating. Yeah, like, we don't it's need nuts. that. The whole time I just kept thinking, just for the actor, you're handling raw chicken and it's all over the set. I'm like. That's salmonella, bro. Yeah. That's all yeah. I kept thinking was, it really should there's have been, salmonella, there's salmonella. That's the health patrol right the, here. The movie should have been called Nut Jokes in a Restaurant. That's what it should have been called. Yeah. Because I wanted it to genuinely reflect more restaurant. And maybe other people work in crazy restaurants where people do show their nuts all the time. I remember the kitchen staff in, in one of the restaurants I worked at used to say things in Spanish that I didn't understand. And I thought they were saying... Uh, Panchito is angry and looking for you. Mm. But what I realized they were saying is, Mi pito tiene hambre para ti, meaning my penis is hungry for you. Yeah. And then I'd be like, Who's, why is he angry at me? And they'd all just crack up. Yeah. And then, event, so like there was always like that, or like people would run up behind you and like fake hump you and be like, ha ha ha. Or like, like that's like the right. most I got was like the, the jokey, like, ha ha, get him, get him, you know, and like that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. We used to get all like our fully the, clothed. By the way, yeah, there was the, no deliverance action going on. The kitchen staff would always. I think their thing was uh, "Keras Toto," uh-huh. which is "Do you want it all?" <laughs> and they were referring to food, but what they I like the double entendre. Yeah. They meant like, yeah. "Do you want me to give my entire dick to you?" <laughs> That's it. Um, that's the only that's thing I've experienced. Thing. Is like super. Instead of homophobic jokes, it was more like ridiculously. Uh, Pro homo jokes, yeah, and it, but it's always, it's never the focus. Yeah. It's always no. just like, it's like, let me sprinkle it's a this here. Entendre. Let me sprinkle this here. Yeah. It's never like, you come to work. It's a battleground, man. You got to be prepared for. You ready, see nuts anywhere. Full frontal nudes. Yeah, <laughs> nuts. You get a nut. You get a nut. Yeah. Apparently, this restaurant is just like the Oprah of testicles. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's this. Super awkward flashback where Louise oh, goes. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I interrupted you. You were going to go through the like disgusting. Oh God. Okay. So they, when they take the order back, this is what has horrified people for generations yes. now: is they spit in the mashed potato in the gravy, mm-hmm. then they wipe the garlic toast on. Specifically, they say the taint. Yeah. Then they uh, they scratch uh, dandruff, dandruff onto yeah. the steak, and there's one more thing. Um, well, what he he was about to do do the loop, the, yeah. the note it, the snot. It was one of the grossest things. Oh, and then Dane Cook gets his pubes and sprinkles. Oh the God, pubes like on. parsley. Yeah, <laughs> super gross. Yeah, that was super gross. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, who's ever mistaken pubes for parsley? <laughs> no one. It's pretty much hair. It looks it, like hair. Like anytime I get a, that's something that. Again, why I'm so cautious as a re- as a restaurant patron now because of this uh-huh. movie subconsciously 
Anytime I see a hair in my food at a restaurant, I just tell myself it's my own hair. <laughs> and I take it and put it on the side and go, must be just shedding a lot today. Sure. Because I don't want to be like, hey, can you take this back? Yeah. The only time I sent something back was the stinky chicken. And one time when I found, when I bit down on chicken and there was a shard of plastic that had shot out from the blender that broke. And they felt really bad and comped our whole meal. Right. But now, ever since I go to that restaurant, anytime I eat there, I'm waiting for, like, it's just weird how we have post-traumatic stress from the I strangest know. things in I restaurants. Know. So, anyways, let's get back into this. Uh, there's, um, I like the, I see there's moments, like, when they all vote for the, the bitchy customer and they mm-hmm. do the Roman gladiator thumbs down, there's, like, some camaraderie there that I, I thought that was fun and I wanted more of that. And Dane Cook is funny here and there, but they don't do it. And he was big as a stand-up at yeah. the time. He was huge. Yeah. And to have him basically have three lines in the movie is absurd. Yeah. And he does have one of my favorite lines, though. Can we play clip number six? This is after a big rah-rah meeting from the manager, David Keckner. Let us seize the name! Yeah, yeah, carpe these nuts. God, I can't wait to quit this job. <laughs> See, that's so funny! There's moments like that where, like, we've all said that. And, and there's moments like, I would have rather them explore... How it is when you get mad at the kitchen staff. I don't know if that happens. Yeah. But like I used to, and I was friends with these guys, and we would just drink beers after. But during the heat of the moment, I remember going back there and be like, what the fuck, dude? What's taking so long? It's just chicken. It's just chicken. Hurry up. You know, and like screaming at them and them screaming back. And then at the end, we're like, oh, sorry about that. Yeah. You know, we used to get so mad. And I There's, think that's, that's a yeah. funny dynamic. Tensions are so out. high. What it, what it always is for me is uh, when I'm waiting a long time for something, I'm like, hey, man, how long for that steak? And they're like, it's coming. I'm like, I know that it's coming. I know it's coming. Just when is it coming? When? when? Give me a time. And they're always like, oh, it's only one more minute. And yeah. one more minute means anywhere from one minute to ten minutes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, my least favorite characters in the movie are the, the two rapper stoner kids. Yes. They don't do anything. And they just they just think they're rappers the whole time. Yep. And at one point, even call Chi McBride Whitey, yep. which is super weird. Yep. And... Um, they go nowhere. They have a really strange rap video at the end where I feel bad for all the actresses who have to like be in short shorts and, and halter tops dancing on them and Louise Guzman. I don't even want to talk about the rappers. They annoyed me the first time. They annoyed me even more the second time. Yep. There is kind of a funny flashback to Louise Guzman and his girlfriend where like she's trying to get him to jerk him off in the funeral just because it's so ridiculous. But then that the peak of Louise Guzman and his girlfriend's arc is that he has sex with her in the bathroom and then the rapper kids come and take a Polaroid photo and then we never see her again. Right. <laughs> She's not even at the party at the end. So for all we know, he was murdered. <laughs> like, we don't know what happened. Oh, wow. We don't know That's, what happened. You just blew my mind. I don't... She doesn't appear after that. Well, and like... She's that disposable of a character to this movie. She's that, extremely disposable. That they're like, oh, we banged you in the bathroom, took a photo of you as a joke, and then you're not even invited to the after work party. Well, and he seemed so into that photo. Like, he's smiling for the photo. <laughs> I know, I yeah, know, yeah. Steve. He's smiling for the photo. But he, they spent like five minutes trying to find a place where no one was. Like, they kept And they going, even leave the place where they are. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. Oh, my God. Can we play clip number four? This is another one that I really liked. A lot of my favorite jokes are Ryan Reynolds or Dane Cook. Yes. I mean, how many times can we have the same exact conversation? It's like we're stuck in a fucking time paradox where neither our wisdom nor your virginity will ever escape. (laughs) See, that's super funny to me. I know you said last one, Steve, but play clip number eight, please, for me, because this is Chi McBride departing some wisdom on us. Imparting. You're no longer happy with what you're doing. Then you figure out what's important to you. Then... Create your own penis showing game. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking, that is. See, that would be so funny if the penis showing game ended up being like a few things here and there. Yeah. 
It just uh, can't. Couldn't God. have been the whole movie. And and then you know the big reveal at the end where we're like, yeah, Justin Long is gonna quit his job. And potentially just live at his parents still and maybe admit that Caitlin Doubleday is his girlfriend now. Unclear. Maybe. I mean, likely what will happen is in two weeks he's going to get a different restaurant job. <laughs> likely, yeah, from that guy. <laughs> yeah. All right, got to wrap up. Until next time, where can they find you, Jesse? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse and for Sketch at The Prom Losers. You can find me at The Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram, and we got some uh, cool stuff coming out from a little horror short that I wrote soon, so keep your eyes peeled for that on my Twitter. And uh, I apologize if you love this movie and we crapped all over it. I do think there are funny moments, but I just couldn't get past the testicles. Uh, <laughs> that sounded so weird and such a strange way to end. So until next time... <laughs> What is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Spitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 